You are listening to the Success Life Live with Eric G. Reed. Living your life of success is possible, and this is where you will get a deep dive into the mindset, habits, and routines that will let you build your life of success, starting now. Welcome, everyone, to this edition of Success Life Live. Again, my name is Eric Reed. I am your host, your coach, and hopefully your friend. And I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to join me for today's Success Life Live, where I want to share with you five ways to start living your life of success. So as I tell all my coaching clients, uh, take a moment, get a notepad, get a pen and paper out, sit down, settle in, and get focused because this is your life. And these are the tools that you'll need to in order to live your life of success. So let's not just approach this as sort of a pass-by casual, forget about it tomorrow morning kind of thing, but let's really begin to become intentional about living the life that we desire, about living our life of success. And so today we're going to talk about five ways to really start thriving and start living your life of success. I mean, you weren't meant to just simply survive or thrive or get by or make it till Friday or hope for the pay break or the the lotto winning. You were meant to be intentional in the creation of the life that you are living and the life that you desire. And in order to do that, you need an action plan. You need some, some guidance, some coaching, some mentoring, some insight. And so that's what these five little tips or tricks or ideas to get you started in living your life of success are all about. So if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's jump in and make it happen. Number one on our five is turning uncertainty into action. And so what I mean by this is so often as a coach, I'll see people sitting on the sideline, seeking out that that perfection, that I've got to get it all done right before I get started kind of thing, that they're so consumed with the, 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 the planning and the implementing and the, the vision, like, and it's all caught up in their head. It's all caught up in their thinking. It's all caught up between that gray matter. And nothing is being put down or put out into the universe. And what I know is that until you take uncertainty and put it into action, you can't begin to evaluate it. You can't begin to get feedback. You can't begin to see how it breathes and lives in the world without you. And so it's really easy to talk about our dreams and our desires and our goals and our wants and our wishes upside in our head. And maybe even in those small little corner shop cafe kind of things where we get to hang out with our best buddy girlfriend kind of thing. And we talk about it, but we never really take it into action. It is only by taking it into action that we can be like, oh, okay, I kind of like the way this sounds. I kind of like this. I kind of sort of don't like this. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. And we can begin to evaluate it and mold it and shift it and change it. You know, it's so funny. I, I, I grew up in a house with four sisters and they would pull clothes out of the closet and they would put them on and they would stand in one kind of light and then they would run to the front door and open it and see what it looked like in another kind of light. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you know, guy thinking. And they're like, well, I have to see what it looks like in both. I was like, that makes no sense to me. But what I now understand is sometimes with our dreams, with our goals, with our plans, with our big thing, We've got to get it out and expose it to different kinds of people and different kinds of thinking and different kinds of light and in different kinds of environments so we can see how it plays out in the real world, so to speak. And then we can sit back and go, hmm, 
I like the feedback I'm getting here. I like the feeling I'm getting here. I'm liking the way this fits, feels, looks, whatever. I'm going to keep going here. Eh, that's not quite what I wanted. I need to modify, change it, grow into it, do something a little different. But none of that can happen as long as we're stuck in that uncertainty. I know personally when I began doing the podcast and the live show that we do every weekday morning at 8 a.m., that what I thought it was going to look like and what it is today now, two years later, is completely different. I've learned, I've evolved, I've grown in part because of the feedback, in part because of the mistakes, in part because as I began to speak it, as I began to live it, as I began to talk about it, I could hear it playing back differently from the outside versus the inside. And I've modified it and changed it and grown into it. But had I sat there at the beginning branding stage and said, well, it's got to be this, 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 and this, and only this, and if I can't have it this way, I'm not going to do it. None of this would have happened. None of this journey, none of this experience, none of this wisdom, knowledge would have been gained. So you've got to be willing to move from uncertainty into action. That's step number one. Step number two is you've got to focus on the vision. Now, if you don't have a vision or a mission or a goal or a purpose or a plan, or if you're still struggling with that, don't worry. That's a lot of what we do in the coaching process, in that 90-day jumpstart my dream, jumpstart my business what I do often is we got to pull that out. And if you want to go over to successyou.com or ericgreed.com and go to the classroom section, there's actually a couple free courses that will guide you through that. But what I mean by focusing on the vision is that you've got to be so committed to the goal, the vision, the mission, the purpose, the plan that you can see it, that you can write it down blindfolded if you had to. And understand that the plan, the process, the tools, the techniques, the policy and the procedure, the KPIs or whatever you want to call it, need to sometimes model and change and mold and shift. That we're going to use those as templates to guide us in the direction that we want to go, but we're not going to marry into the plan. We're going to marry to the vision, the goal, the mission, the purpose. So often I will see people get so hooked on the plan, so hooked on the process, so hooked on the thing that they don't see all of the opportunities around them. They miss the bigger picture, the bigger scope, the larger thing, because they've gotten so hooked on the plan that they've lost sight of the vision. So you need to be able to focus on that vision. Do it daily. Heck, if you have to, do it hourly. Have it written in a place, in a format, in the front of your daytimer, on your journal, stuck on a sticky note on your bathroom mirror, so that you can remember what you're doing, what you're doing for. Excuse me. Because that focus equals power. That focus gives us the ability to stay in the game long after other people have dropped off. Because we're going to get tired of the process. We're going to get tired of having to show up and do the same thing every day for a couple days in a row, a couple weeks in a row, a couple months in a row. And maybe the results won't show up at the size of the effort that we're putting in at the beginning. And so if we stay focused on the vision, stay focused on the goal, stay focused on the mission, purpose, and plan, we're going to be able to go, up. Oh, got it, got it. This is all part of the long game. This is all part of it. And so number three is be decisive. Nothing changes until you make a decision. And once you've made a decision, go back to number one, act on it. So often I'll see people as they begin to build their dreams of mompreneur, dadpreneur, solopreneur, creativepreneur, dreampreneur, whatever you want to call it. As they're going through this change in life and creating a new person, 
they have it. And it's so clear. They'll be out on a morning walk or sitting in a meditation or writing in a journal and it will come to them like a lightning bolt. It'll just strike them. I'm like, man, this is what I got to change. This is what I got to do in my life. This is who I got to become. I'm like, like they, they have such an epiphany is the word I guess you use that they can't hold themselves back. And then suddenly they start moving into this committee decision thing. Like they have to ask their mother, their brother, their sister, their uncle, their aunt, their kids, their spouse, like everybody around them gets to have an input in the deci- and, and a portion of it. They, they start to be like, okay, I'm not going to take action. I'm not going to make a decision until everybody has heard. And what that ends up leaving them in a place where they don't make a decisive action, where they really don't make a decision. They end up sort of floating and fuddling and finding their way forward, but they're really not in it. They haven't like had that second, you know, grabbing of the rope and taking it um, kind of thing. And so what I'm going to tell you is you've got to be decisive. You've got to say, you know what? I don't care what the outcome is. I don't care when lose draw money on my face, whatever. I'm going to make this decision and I'm going to act on it. And then once I've done that, I'm going to sit back and wait a minute and then make the next decision and the next decision and the next decision. Now I was working with somebody once and they said, so what's our next best step? And I love that line because it reminded me that the next best step, I don't need to know the next hundred steps, 99, 98, 97, 96, 95, 94, 93, whatever. I don't have to worry about those. I just need to make a decision about what the next best step is because as I begin to move through the next best step and then the next best step and the next best step, my perspective, my knowledge, my wisdom, my, my energy changes and I gain new insight that will lead me back into my vision, back into my goal, back into my purpose and will allow me to move further and further out of uncertainty and into action got to be decisive. Decisiveness is the ability to make a decision even when you're uncertain. You know, most people don't have the guts to make those top decisions, to step into it, because they're so preoccupied with the fear of what other people are going to say, what might happen, what could happen. You know, I heard this thing that anxiety is fear placed into the future without any fact. And I thought, oh, Man, yes, that anxiety about making a decision is all about the fear that, of the future. And we have no fact, no basis, no, no position to say, you know what, that's valid. Because if it truly is a valid you know, outcome, then you're going to make a different kind of decision. So become decisive. And then number four I want to share with you is really commit to change. And what do I mean by that? Then we say we want We want to be thinner. We want to be healthier. We want to have more money, more clients, a bigger business, a better relationship. We want to change some aspect of our life, but we stay in the status quo. We don't want to change anything. We just want to receive more. Well, there's this thing called the law of trade-off or the law of substitution, whichever one you want to call it. You've got to be willing to change something to get something. And in that process of changing something, guess what? The people the circumstances, the environment you're standing in changes. So you've got to be willing to commit to the change and say, okay, in order for me to have this in my family, in my finances, in my business, in my faith, in my fitness, whatever it is, I'm going to begin to change. And in that change, I understand that I will lose things and I will gain things, that there will things that will come into my life and things that will go out of my life. Some things will come into my life easy and effortlessly, and some things will go out easy and effortlessly. 
Some things may not go out of my life quite so easy and quite so effortlessly or be received. And I've got to be open to that understanding. Now, I will say sort of as a red flag, caution, warning, you know, thing, that as you begin to change, as you begin to transform, as you begin to move into the bigger, better you, people around you will begin to notice. And you'll have those cheerleaders on the sideline that are saying, go, 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 grow, 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 get your life. You deserve it. You're worthy of it. Take it on. And then there are some people that will say, I'm not comfortable with you changing. I don't want you to change because if you change, then my role to you change the circumstances, everything that I'm comfortable with, everything that I've settled into, everything that I'm I'm living in my zone with will begin to change. And I don't want to change. So I'm going to force you out of your change and back into the status quo, back into your old ways, back into your old position, back into your old mindset. And the more you change, the more dramatic you change, the more clearly you're changing, be ready. Those outside pressures are going to become equally, if not exponentially, pushing back on you. That, you know, as you begin to eat healthier and, and sit at a restaurant and maybe you only don't order, you know, the, the jumbo burger with the double fried chili cheese sauce thing and you eat healthy, that person across from you is going to go, oh, but share my dessert. Oh, it's just one night. Oh, it's just a special. And you'll be able to push back and then pretty soon you'll hear that temperature, that energy, that, that force of like trying to push you out of your, your decisions get stronger and stronger. And that's where you have to say, what am I worthy of? What am I entitled to? What have I been divinely created to? What was I called into when I heard that vision, that moment, that speech inside me that said, this is where I want to go. And you've got to hold tight to that. You've got to grab a hold of it. You've got to say, I am worthy to say no and live my dream. I am worthy of what it is I seek. I am committed. I am committed to this change because I know on the other side of this change is the bigger, better me that I want to become. So when you get those people around you who are fearful of your change, when you get those in situations and in those environments, and even in your own head, you're going to hear it. It's like, ah, you know, it's not going to happen this time. Promise you this. You're not going to succeed. I can tell you, you've done this thing before. You can say, you know what? Up until now. But this time, it's different. You can recreate the dialogue in your head. When you begin to doubt whether the change is going to take hold, when you begin to fear that it's not going to happen, you've got to nip that in the butt. You've got to nip it in the butt, as they say. And you've got to commit to the change. You've got to write it down. You've got to hold to it. You've got to have an accountability coach. You've got to have mentors and partners and people around you who are the cheerleaders of your change, the people who are encouraging you that now is the time. This is the moment you are the person and that you are worthy of executing on this change and having this change occur in your life at the level that you want it to happen. All right? So don't give up. Be ready for the change, which is number four. And number five, probably one of the bigger, harder things to establish in our world, but I want you to really make sure you have a place to have it happen, is giving and getting feedback. And so so often when we start this journey of transforming our lives, when we begin to step into living our life of success, we somewhat do it in isolation. We're kind of like tender little young things that we're, you know, our wings are small and we're kind of bones are weak. And so we want to do it in isolation. We want to do it in quiet. We want to do it in private because we don't want everybody looking at us. We don't want all eyes on us. We don't want the pressure of performance. 
And when we do that, we sort of isolate ourselves away from the positive people that could give us positive feedback, give us inspiration, give us encouragement, and give us guidance. And so that is really one of the critical pieces of having a coach, having mentors, having thinking partners, being in a mastermind group, doing something in a community of like-minded people gives you that place to get positive feedback. And even if that's not available to you, then, then get the journal, get the day timer, get the calendar, get the scale, get the photo, whatever it is that can show you the beginning point. And then you can record yourself moving through that to the midpoint and then see yourself beyond that into the, the bigger vision, the bigger picture. You know, so often I'll meet with a coaching client and I often start a coaching call with tell me something great, like what's happened since our last call, since we spoke, you know as a result of an action you took and they'll typically come back. And I always sort of have to chuck because even after, you know, a month or two of coaching, even some clients I've been working with now for over a year, they're like nothing. I'm like, really, you know, we're not going to let that happen. We're not going to leave it there. We're not going to like, let it sit on that door. So I'm going to ask again, tell me something great that will happen. And they're like, well, really nothing. I'm like, okay, let's go through your daytime or let's go through your journal. Let's go through your book. Tell me the activities that you did this week. Tell me the results that you got. And as they do it, they'll say, oh, I added more clients or, you know, I, I ran a 5K or I ran a 10K or I lost three pounds or we had a really successful date night or whatever it is that they were trying to create change in their life is there's actually milestones that stepped over. And because they have been so close to the process result, process result, procedure, outcome, procedure, outcome, that they don't the growth. They don't see the miles that they're moving away from who they used to be and into who they want to be. And so having that journal and really looking at it and reflecting on it and being honest in it, it gives us both the positive and negative feedback. Now, as a coach, I'm, I, I'm not all cuddly rainbow unicorns and happy clowns. I'll say, wait a minute, I'm looking at this and you said you wanted to be here, and we designed these activities, these, uh, these, these procedures, these steps, whatever it is, to take you there, but yet you took no action. So let's revisit the vision, the mission, the goal. Is that still the goal? Okay, why didn't you do it? How didn't you do it? What stopped you? And so that negative feedback or that, that review of why it didn't happen is as vital as what did happen. Because in that, we can find where our growth gaps are, where our weaknesses are, where we need extra support and encouragement and accountability so that we can continue to move along the path of living our life of success. And you keep that in isolation because two things happen. We either oversell ourselves, which rarely happens. Like, yeah, you're doing such a fabulous job. I mean, come on, really. How often do we like stand up and cheerlead for ourselves? More often than we start to begin the negative, depressive kind of, it's never going to work. I knew this wasn't happening. I've been doing this for two to three weeks. I'm not seeing the weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know, that kind of talk. When we begin to talk ourselves out of the process, we begin to talk ourselves out of the change. We begin to tell ourselves we made bad decisions. We begin to focus no longer on the vision, but on the failure, on the, 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 the lost opportunity. Like we, we go there and we stay there and we begin to churn and churn and churn in that space. And then we abandon our dreams and then we fall into one of those cycles again. We say, ah, see, it wasn't for you. You weren't the one to make it happen. Nobody's ever going to believe that you could be whatever you said you were going to be, a writer, a marathon runner, a coach, a successful business person. Nobody would ever buy your product. Nobody would ever believe in you. Well, you know, 
That's a lie. It's a total lie. You are so worthy and so entitled to your life of success. Unfortunately, you've been trying to do it alone in isolation without the tools and techniques needed to begin to get the momentum you need to get, to get away from your old self and into your new self. And that's truthfully why I do this Success Life Live, both here and on Facebook and through YouTube and all the other social media channels that I'm available to because I know I was like you. I was stuck there. I was like up and down the hill. I was like halfway up and then falling all the way back down. I was thinking, man, is this never going to happen? Is this never going to work out? Why am I so frustrated? And I realized because of my own ego and self-doubts and poor programming and crappy belief systems that I had been trying to do it in isolation and I was always trying look bigger on the outside than what was really going on on the inside. And as soon as I began to have those one-on-one coaching conversations with my coaches, and as I began to meet with my inner soul and sit down with my mentors and really be willing to expose myself and get the feedback necessary, nothing was changing. But once that began to happen, man, it was almost exponential. It was so freeing to finally be able to step into that space that I needed to step into Because it wasn't that I wasn't taking action. It wasn't that I didn't have a vision. It wasn't that I wasn't making decisions. And I wasn't, it was, I was committed to the change. I was making the decision. I was doing all the things that I'm telling you to do. I was just missing that element of giving and getting feedback, of having somebody that could tell me where I needed to be or what I needed to do and to listen to my frustrations and then talk me through them. And so make sure as you begin this journey of living your life of success that you have that element of, of feedback built in, whether it's a written feedback. I, I had a client for a long time would do a daily video recording, and it was private. They would just open their, their phone and hit the record button, and they would talk to themselves as if they were talking to somebody else. And then each week they would sort of sit back and watch those two to three minute videos. And they would be like, oh, wow, you know, man, this is real. I I forgot I did that. I forgot because in the busyness of life, we often forget what we're accomplishing because we're always in motion. And so take time to find that feedback, seek out that feedback. And I encourage you to have that feedback in your life. All right. So real quick, let's, let's go over these five steps to living your life of success. Step one, Turn uncertainty into action. Whether you make one action, five actions, if it's a daily action or a weekly action or a monthly action, put a timeline, put an action, hold it accountable. So turn that uncertainty into action. Number two is focus on the vision. Keep that vision, keep that goal, keep that mission, keep that purpose so clearly in front of you, written, visual, whatever you need to do. Have it in a place that if I walked into your office today or into your home, I'd say, hey, show me your vision. And you could hand it to me. I could be like, great, don't read it to me. Don't explain it. Let me see if I get it. Because if I can get it without you present, then the universe can get it and deliver it. And then three is learn to be decisive. Learn to make a decision regardless of the outcome. Like make 10 bad decisions. Because that means number 11 is going to be phenomenal. All right? So learn to make decisions and then stick to them and then commit to change. Understand that change is really about trading things up. And sometimes you're sacrificing, sometimes you're trading, but at the end of the day, nothing is going to be the same as it is. Even if you do nothing, 
life is changing. And then that critical thing, get and give feedback. Be in an environment where you can be encouraged and, 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 and have that feedback. All right? So I hope you found these five tips or steps to living your life of success helpful. I'd love your comments. I'd love you to begin to follow me here through this Success Life Live and join me on the Facebook Live each and every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern where I do a similar, a little shorter uh, teaching so that we can get our mindsets set to start the day and move in the right direction. And if you need to reach out to me, whether it's for coaching or just to ask a simple question, you can always do so at eric at ericgreed.com or through the website ericgreed.com. And you can access, I had talked about that uh, Discover Your Eye, Discover Your Provision Statement classes through that same website and just click on the classes and jump off the side. And if any of it gets confusing, hey, just ask me for clarity. That's what it's about. All right, well, I appreciate you joining me for Success Life Live. Do me a favor, like it, share it, encourage and follow along. And until we get together next time, go out and live your life of success. Success Life with Eric G. Reed. Learn to live your life with success.